You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't know if I've ever actually been this intimidated by something. It's kind of intimidating. I can see why you would be. I would never do it. Ever. It's a lot intimidating. That's going to yes. be a lot of people all focused on me not fucking up. Yes. That's exactly what and it is. And I have to entertain them. Yes. You have to be entertaining for however long you're supposed oh, to be up there. Oh, I don't know about this. I can do this on a podcast, uh, on a radio show. <laughs> uh, this is different now. I'm, I've, I've never really been this nervous. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, Fun Employment Radio, five days a week, right here out of Portland, Oregon, and the entire Fun Employment Radio network, 24 hours of streaming content with amazing shows on it that you can get for six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So we've got, uh, we'll talk about what we were just referencing there. But we've got a, a big show today. So if you guys are here in town, you probably know that Willamette Week, the uh, newspaper here in town, actually put out a list uh, that was voted on um, by by people, people in town. Yes, yeah. by like uh, by media folks, by podcasters, by uh, all all different kinds of people. Yes, and uh, what it was is they came up with who was deemed the five funniest comedians in Portland, and today. Well, originally we were just going to be having Nathan Brandon. Yeah, on, so we had you guys know Nathan. <laughs> we know, yeah, you know Nathan. We've had Nathan on the show several times. He was part of our first uh, Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. Yeah, great, great friend of the show, super cool guy. Yeah, and uh, so we had Nathan scheduled, and he wrote us a couple days ago, and he's just like, "Hey guys, what would you think if I brought?" Everybody in that was that was voted on as the best comedians in Portland. So we're like, why the fuck not? Yes. So let's just do this. So uh, so Nathan, you know, one of the one of the five voted one of the funniest five, absolutely perfectly warranted. Um, he is going to be coming in along with we we don't know exactly how many. Uh, we know that Christine Levine mm. is going to be joining us, which you guys know Christine Levine. All these people are. Super fucking hilarious. Yes, uh, Shane Torres. Shane Torres, maybe, maybe. He, yeah, he. Might, that we don't even know exactly. There could be anywhere from three to five comedians, or, or two to five. Who or knows? Two to five. Yes. Or maybe one of them is going to bring somebody extra. Who knows? It's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of people. Which I am very grateful for because right now the studio is freezing since it is like ice cold outside. Yes. So I am excited for the impending body heat that's going to come in here and heat up the studio. That that is it. That is mm-hmm. the only thing that you're excited for out of this is the body heat. No, I mean, and, and they're wonderful people. But right now, yes, I can't feel my hands and I'm having a hard time typing. So, yes, I'm excited for other people to be in here making more heat. Well, it is uh, possible we may be joined by Amy Miller. We may be joined by Bree Pruitt, Nathan Brannon, Shane Torres, and Christine Levine, and some mixture thereof. Of yes, those. some mixture. So it's Maybe all, be, maybe some, a, a sprinkling of comedians. It's going to be a whole lot of uh, very funny, very crazy people mm-hmm. all in the room at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're, we're going <laughs> to attempt to balance that, but that'll be happening in, uh, I don't know, maybe a half hour or so. If you're listening live So they will be uh, Joining us And Getting back though To what we were talking about At the beginning So I, I can't This is another one of those These stupid things And I'm, I'm sorry Where I can't You do say, You start most sentences With like I can't say I can't, I can't say, say Yet But God, let's, let's make that A drinking game you guys Every time Greg says something Like I can't say What it is Take a drink <laughs> well, you know, there's things that I, I take part in where I have to sign non-disclosure things and that kind of stuff. Mm. And then I can say when it comes out. This one, I just, I can't announce it yet because I don't know all of the details, but I have been asked to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. To be a public speaker of sorts in front of a very large crowd where I have to talk about myself 
You have to maybe form. tell a, a story of yourself. Maybe perhaps. tell a story of myself. Yes, in front of a very big <laughs> place at a very prestigious venue for a very big event. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I am excited about it, but I am serious. I have not been this nervous about something in quite a long time. You know, I don't I don't mind doing acting stuff. I don't mind being in a band on stage, but this is. This is different. Yeah. It's um, it's going to be nerve-wracking. And w- once I can tell all the details, I'll let everybody know. And you guys will all know about this because I'll be freaking out about it for the next... Uh, well, probably you're finding out this afternoon, so we can talk about it sooner than later, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So it's uh, it's something I am I am excited. But I'm serious, man. That's that's a lot of people just all staring at me, yeah. expecting me to entertain them. Well, you're, you said yes. So I know. So that's your problem. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's Which is why I do not say yes to things like those. I know what I what I am what I can do and what I would just freeze and uh, have a panic attack doing and that is one of those things that I would. Yeah. I would yeah. totally freak out about. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I I will uh, reveal more information as I as I can probably yeah this afternoon. Okay, okay we'll cool. talk about it. But anyway, there we go. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, you know what else I'm excited about though, sir? What are you excited about, Greg? Well, <laughs> Classic setup. Uh, so, uh, yesterday I was talking about how you know, since we are entrepreneurs, you know, we got our small business here, but we're always looking for more things on the side, mm-hmm. things to do. And it is, uh, I was talking about how I go on Craigslist to try to find you know little part time jobs and sure. things like that. Well, thank you, or as you call it, Craigslist. Greg's List. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank uh, several listeners have been sending me now things that they have found, including this one I got yesterday from Luke, who wrote in, and he said, uh, found this on Craig's List and definitely wanted to pass it on, especially after yesterday's show. Not just a good way to earn a little extra cra- cash, but also you can learn some skills to help with your freelance PI work. What? Here is what it is. Oh, this God. is an actual job that is being posted on Craig's List right now. Part-time job, so it won't affect the show. But I'm saying it's kind how do of you like know? a dream. How do you know? How do you know the schedule of a private investigator? Well, here's what it is. It's a part-time private investigator that they are looking for. I think if you're a it's, private investigator, there is no part-time private investigator. Like, you should always be investigating. Uh, if well, you're on a case, shouldn't you always be no, on the case? No, because if you're a private investigator, you've got to get paid to investigate. See, you've got, you got, got to be making, the, making some cash. Somebody's got to pay you to do it. But let me say what this is, the job description. Conducting surveillance and obtaining videotape documentation of insurance claimants. Uh, conducting in-depth investigations, activities, checks, background checks, neighborhood canvases, public what? record searches, obtaining statements, home interviews, and all, the, all other types of field investigation as requested by our clients. You know what this says to me right here? What? I'm going to get paid to peep. No, paid you're going to be paid for people to hate you. No. Remember the private investigator we had on the show that one time, and he was talking about how uh, people have tried to assault him on numerous occasions? <sighs> and this is, so it's a claims bureau that you'd be working for. Well, yeah, but I'd be get, getting paid to like. You're on a private people. investigator. What you're, you're claims? You're like a claim seeker. Well, no, that's a private investigator though, because it says conducting surveillance. I'm already an amateur, I'd say semi-pro private investigator myself. Just because you look in people's win- windows doesn't mean that you're actually a private investigator. But it's but well, kind of. I mean, it's along those same lines. So because I have these skills that I've been I've been nurturing, I've been uh, working on this entire time. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect application of them, because you know, as an amateur, I wouldn't call myself a peeper i'm just an investigate you know investigating things if i'm walking on the sidewalk in front of someone's house and they have their blinds open you know and there's things going on as long as i'm on the sidewalk i'm not committing any crime <laughs> aaron's um, is a claim seeker that's the fucking strip club dj of private investigators <laughs> seriously that's like the seediest I'm, I'm sorry if anyone out there is a claims investigator but i'm sure you know how little fun it sounds like and it probably is like seriously 
You just want to show up on people's steps pretending to be someone else and try to get them to pay their insur- like insurance claims? Well, no, I don't think I even have to do that part necessarily. I'm just the one videotaping them. And it's legal. I get to like... Wait, who are you videotaping? It says that you're going to have to do uh, background checks, public record searches, do inter- conduct interviews and field investigations, which means you're going to be stalking your prey and then you have to go and talk to them. Oh, well, I don't know if I want to talk to them. Yeah, but you're going to have to talk to them. They're going to know who you are. No, because they won't know who I am because since this is a private investigative thing and I have to protect my own identity, I'll get to wear disguises and things like that. So I'll get to like dress up. They'll probably put me in like like suits and like different things and do like uh, cosmetic like like things like to my face. Like prosthetic noses and stuff. Prosthetic noses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And things like that. So that way they won't know who it is. And I can just go up there and I can investigate it. And then I'll be just like, who is that mystery man? I've never seen him before. Oh, boy. Who is that mystery man that I just shot in the face? <laughs> because <laughs> well, he was pooping minus, on my property. Minus the shooting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what, do you think I could get shot in doing this? Uh, yeah. Do you think people are going to be happy to see you? I think, no, I think the way that I'll spin it, the way that I'll show up is they'll, they will be happy. Again, they won't realize just like what being a, a lady of the evening for a gentleman's poker club and you, like, <laughs> uh, you know, had joking along with the people that have just lost tens of thousands of dollars wouldn't work. I don't believe that you being a private investigator, getting insurance claims taken care of is going to end well for you. No, but, well, yeah, but, I mean, this, this is the thing, though. With my, with, my, with my skills, with my people's skills, the way it'll work is I'll convince them that I'm their friend. I'm on the inside. I'm helping them out. And be like, yeah, man, oh, I'm doing the same thing. Boy, let's stick it to those insurance companies. Huh? What do you think? Yeah, I... I uh, How are you going to get them to pay if you're saying stick it to the insurance companies if you were hired by the insurance company to get them to pay? Well, yeah, no, I'm trying to get them to admit to it. See, this is how I get people. I coerce them into admitting that they've been doing it. And then I'll be like, bam, this whole conversation was recorded. I am uh, hereby informing you you are uh, under, uh, well, I guess I can't arrest anybody. No, can you I? can't arrest anybody. Okay, well, I won't arrest them. I just didn't realize, I won't say the alias, but somebody in the car was, uh, or in the chat uh, who goes under an alias just said, I could never do that, um, you know, be a private investigator because he says he drives a police car. Way oh. too conspicuous. Oh, like a like a decommissioned actually, police. I think car? we actually have a. I think we might have a police officer that's listening. Oh, right now. Well, I know yeah. we do have. I know we do have police officers. I know listen. we do too. So I'm sure they would. They would uh, respect and understand. You know, hearing me talk. If they listen to the show, they can obviously tell I've got some skills in this area, and so they're probably like, "Yes, go for it. You would be perfect for this." Because <laughs> I know you got to work uh, close with the uh, with with the police departments as well. So, All right, so he doesn't. So he isn't a police officer, but he does drive a police car. Okay. All right. When I used to drive a, um, my white Ford Taurus, I had this big old white Ford Taurus. Remember when that was all that police cars were? And everywhere I would drive, people would slow down in front of me because everyone would think I was a cop. <laughs> everywhere I went, I'm like, I am not a police officer. Go faster than 15 miles an hour. Jesus but, God. But then don't you get to take advantage of that? Did you like pass people? Like, no. Like pull over to the side of the road for you or something? I don't know. I mean, I you're don't. not doing anything wrong. That's not your fault. Uh, impersonating a police officer is a felony. I well, believe that that's doing something wrong. No, I'm not saying tell them you're a police officer, but if they lead themselves to believe it and pull over, and you get to pass around them, I mean that would be kind of that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, I'm so excited about this. So there's some a few other things here. I'm going to need to acquire some things. Okay, I'm gonna have to set up a Kickstarter fund for myself. Nobody is um, going to no no no. I, I will. I will. I will do a petition for an anti Kickstarter for you, so you can't. What do you need for for your private okay. investigator insurance claim fraud thing? I need to get a video camera because obviously, when you're peeping and stuff like that, you know, you got to be able to record it all legally. Peeping, mind you. Um, I'm. I need. Uh, let's see, a dictation machine. What the what hell is that? Is just like a voice recorder. 
I think so. Do they still call those dictation What is this, like an old-timey ad from like 1947? Got to get yourself a dictation machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're sleuthing about. All right, so I'm looking at this, too. I just saw this link. Oh, my God. Uh, you need a computer with an internet connection. You do have that. Yeah. Do you have a reliable surveillance vehicle? Uh, I will after this weekend because listener Doug's going to help me with my brakes. Oh, that's nice of him. Uh, <laughs> yes. What about uh, surveillance experience? Um, well, that's the peeping. Yeah. Oh, see, do you have I've a valid state a valid state driver's license? Yes. Do you have a Sony DCR SR68 or Sony DCR SR88 camcorder? That I don't. That's what the Kickstarter fund will be. Which do you I'm have? Sure a, everybody... Are you a self motivated, uh, responsible individual who can work independently out of your home? Um, I peep on my neighbors all the time. Yes. That's so creepy. Absolutely. I don't well, think no, you realize how creepy meth- that sounds. No, it's because they're meth heads. I'm I'm observing. I'm always observing so I can report what their activity is. I mean, not in like a bad peeping way. Not in like a sexual way. I don't mean it that way. I just mean... I mean, if they happen to be doing something sexual, it's not my fault that it just happened to be when I was looking at them. It's not my fault. Uh-oh, Greg, I see this other thing. I see another I, I see another speed bump in your in your path to uh, being the country PI. You need a private investigator license for the state of Oregon. Oh, really? Well, how hard is that to get? I mean, I pretty much probably... I mean, if, even if it's a class, I could probably just go to the instructor and be like, well, look, you and I know. I, I know what's going on here. I love so how you, you think just, like, that everything up. in life, like, you could just say, like, you know, come on, I can, let's just be buddies. How well has that worked out for you for any person <laughs> that is, like, that you've worked with that are, like, a bill collector or anything? Anyone? You're just like, come on, let's just, let's be buddies about this. Wow. How let's, how buddy are they to you? Let's cut the act. We both know where, where, where I'm at in this and, you know, these other schlubs that are taking the class. They need the education. You know I already know, so maybe you can just sign off on it. I'm sure I can just convince him to sign off. You know, and then, well, just, I'll have the license right away. So I'm sure that'll be easy. Are you going to come into your PI class with a magnifying glass and like a floppy hat <laughs> and a monocle? Well, yeah, and a pipe for one of my disguises. Yes, that's the and first a houndstooth coat. That's the first thing I'm going to want to learn about. Is like the outfit. No, yeah, the first thing I'm going to ask. Like as soon as the class starts, I'll raise my hand and it's like, when do we talk about disguises? Wow, so you're going to the class, and not only are you going to the PI class dressed. As an old-timey detective, but you're also going to be the annoying guy that makes the class longer because you keep asking questions. Well, I won't ask necessarily ask a lot of questions, but I will clarify things sometimes if I if I have if I'm questioning what the uh, instructor, you know, how he feels mm-hmm. that things are going, he or she, and then I will uh, I'll just instruct them and be like, well, from my experience, that's how probably I'll start things. Be like, well, from my experience out in the field, I've noticed, you know, that often when a uh, perp is oh my god is uh, pacing nervously that usually means they have something to hide and therefore they're also easier to press you know because that's you know inside terms you press them for information so what kind of disguises are you thinking that you would that you get to have like what do you think people would be uh, are you going to do like the whole like gas main leak thing are you going to go that far oh I didn't even think of that of course you didn't because you'd be a crappy pi oh this would be awesome yes I can I can pretend I'm one of those people I have like overalls and be like oh excuse me just you in can the be neighborhood a, uh, checking out uh, we had reports of a guest and of course here. this is for satirical purposes Greg is not going to pretend to be an employee of the city uh, however you could also be a water meter reader Oh, yeah. Because those people go onto your property without you even knowing it because they have the right. So they'll uh, just like walk into your backyard. Hi, madam. Uh, my name's uh, Tim. I'm just here to check your water main and uh, check your uh, water pressure uh, uh, doohickey back there. And I'm just going to go ahead and scoot on back there if you don't mind me. Just nothing to see here. No, no. Why do you have an worried. accent? You well, live in Oregon. You don't need to have an, an accent. Well, yeah, but no, I, I don't want them to. I don't want to reveal my own identity. So I get to have accents and all kinds of stuff. 
And then I could even be like a tourist. I could be like, aha, I'm uh, visiting from down south. Yes, because uh, everybody's going to be opening their doors to some strange guy who says he's a tourist. I'm just uh, looking for directions here, trying to find a, trying to find a theater to go watch myself a movie. we got movies down, down there, too. I don't know if you call them that up here. But, uh, yeah, I was wondering if maybe you could give me some directions. Might I come in for a glass of water? I'm awful parched, you see. Uh, or a fine glass of lemonade. You know, and then I can use, they'll think I'm from the South and then I'm all friendly. I don't know what decade you think this is. In what way do you think people will open their doors and give you a fine glass of lemonade because you show up on their doorstep saying you're a tourist looking for a movie theater? Well, you are terrible at this. But, that's, but then that's, it disarms them, you see? And then they're like... Well, Nobody's disarmed. They'll shut the door in your face. No, they'll be like, well, who's this curious individual? Wow, he's, he's a fascinating Yes, because man. when people are confused by a stranger on their doorstep, what they immediately go to is come inside my house. Let me tell you my secrets in my life story. Yeah, because I disarm them with my southern charm at that point. That's that's the southern character. You know, that's one of those ones. Um, we'll call him Jimbo. That's Jimbo. Because Jimbo's just a good, good, charming guy. Just a blue-collar type of dude up here for, you know, on, on vacation. Coming up north. Never been up here to... To the to the Yankee territories, and then, don't say Yankee. Okay, uh, so so then I, I would disarm them, and they'd be like, fascinating, like, wow, what's this guy doing up here? I don't, I don't, I don't get to see too many people from the South Upper Rent here. So you know, I, I really appreciate that you're trying to like you know cross cultural boundaries and, and such, and like you know bringing the old timey. You know, to Oregon, but I'm saying I don't think that accent is the one that elicits people wanting to help you. Like if you were British. Oh, okay, British, that would do it? I think British, like, better instead of someone going like, Hey, you, I got me some, I need a fine glass lemonade. I've never oh, been to move there. Well, yes, and yes, so yes, you do yes. that because the ladies like the accents. So what I'm saying okay. is that you should probably figure out a British accent because that makes you seem um, less scary, I would oh, say. Okay, all right. Well, uh, hey, hey, yes, uh, hello there. My name is uh, Chadwick. I'm visiting from the United Kingdom, actually. And I'm, I'm a bit lost, a bit turned around by your American streets and I was wondering if I may come in and just sit a spell I don't mean to be a nuisance uh, perhaps you would have a spot of tea we could sit and chat and be merry for a few moments while I uh, get my bearings see and then they'd let me in and we'd be having tea before you know it you know we're having a big conversation we're like oh yes well uh, I-, I was always wondering how does insurance work in the in the United States I've always been wondering about how that works because I know in the UK oh let's just say that they uh, you can do about anything you want as a matter of fact I'm over here uh, I- I'm back home I'm still getting a check for uh, for the accident I had at the mill and then have you ever had an accident yes. and have you tried to take money from your state uh-huh Wow. See, and then, bam, they would already All right, Greg, me. you might have something here. I think I've got it. I think that... I think uh, I've got it nailed down. I think, I think this is the, the path for me. So I've already got two characters. Those are just the disguises. And then I'll have my secret recording devices. As long as they don't check me for wires, that would be a problem. Do are you going to wire yourself? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. How, do you, how does one even find places to wire yourself? I don't know. I'm going to have to shave my chest, though. Oh, heaven forbid, not shaving your chest. Well, no, I'll have to shave the chest so I can put the wires when they did tape them on. So I'll have to do Greg, that. Greg, again, I think you're thinking of the wrong decade, and I'm pretty sure that you can find recording devices that you don't have to shave your chest to tape it to your chest for. I'm just saying. I mean, I think that I think technology might have uh, caught up with having to wear a wire. Yeah, but I want to wear a wire, though. You want to shave a, a patch on your chest so that you can take well, the wire to yourself. It looks a lot cooler because then when I do bust them, I can just rip my shirt open and be like, and I'm sorry to reveal to you I am not from the United Kingdom at all. 
you have been uh, just found guilty of insurance fraud, and I will be sending the uh, appropriate authorities to your door any moment. Your reign of terror is over, sir. Uh, Katie and Norm from Texas. Well, Katie's writing, and she said, because of Greg's terrible Southern charm accent, when they come to Portland, Norm gets to pick you up and spin you around (laughs) (laughs) because you're offending our Southerner friends. I'm, I'm okay with that, Katie. You can totally do that. I don't know about that one. Yeah, just one little spin, just a little, a little well, spin. See, that'll be another reason I have my disguises on. They won't be able to tell who I am. Nobody will ever be able to find you. They'll never be able to find me. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, this is just—it really is an—it's an exciting day, Sarah. Well, Greg, with all of this, like all these new and exciting adventures that you're going to be on, I hope you still have time to do our show. Absolutely, five days a week, right here at the Fun Employment Radio Studios. Okay. Yes, indeed. Have I told you? Um, well, as we've, as it's become apparent more and more as the days go on. I'm really starting to feel like I'm kind of turning into an old lady. Well, we did talk about yesterday how you sit in your uh, studio apartment and shuffle around and don't speak to anyone else in the apartment building, and then you... I made one friend in my apartment building, and she likes me. You made a friend? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Who did you speak with? Well, she's a very nice lady. I won't say her name, but she... Well, the reason that she knows me is because she... uh, I didn't realize that she moved to my building, but she owns a bar that I've actually been to before, and so we've gotten to talking... Oh. And so she doesn't think I'm crazy. Really? Um, really? No, I don't know. But that being said, yes, I was a shut-in last night, and I did um, I did finish dog painting number one before the holidays. I have, a, I have a few lined up to get done before Christmas, so I'm super excited about that. So I was you know, awesome. sitting at home talking to my dog painting. Very cool. And if you would like to uh, have a portrait done of your animal or a loved one's animal or somebody else's animal, um, sorryxdillon.com. Yes. Go there. Thanks, Greg Nog. Yes, indeed. Um, so that being said, so I spent you know my evening painting a portrait of an animal, and then I'm like, oh, this morning I'm going to go for a, a, a jog, a jog, if you will, which of course just turned into me like fast walking. And as I was fast walking, because it was really freaking cold outside, so yeah. I was like, I was running, and then it was just it was really cold. I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk at a brisk pace, if you will. Right. And so I'm sitting there, and as I'm sitting there, I'm listening to my Neil Diamond Pandora station. And a little Jim Croce comes on, uh, you operator. You Jim Croce, man. I love Jim Croce. And for anyone who... You know what? Honestly, before I talked to you and Rick, I didn't even know who Jim Croce was. <laughs> I have no idea. And you guys would always tell me, oh, Jim Croce, Jim Croce. I'm like, yeah. Who the hell is Jim Croce? Yeah. Um, so Jim Croce wrote a lot of songs for Meatloaf. I recognize now. No, Jim Cro- no, 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 right? no. That's no? Jim Steinman. Oh, Jim Steinman. So no. who's Jim Croce? G- Jim Croce is an. I'm surprised that you know, you wouldn't even know him. That's why I was like, I, how would Rick? I'm like, I don't even. Oh, think that was Rick Jim likes- Steinman. You guys were talking yeah. about. Okay. No, Jim Croce sings uh, a whole bunch of like like soft '70s okay. hits. So you're you're shuffling around in your fast walk. Yes. Listening to some soft '70s mm-hmm. jams. I'm listening to some soft '70s jams, and as I'm doing that, I'm like walking. I'm, I'm getting ready to. I'm walking back to my house, and I'm I, I come to terms with the fact that I'm speed walking. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm a fucking old lady speed walking down the street because <laughs> I'm like trying to walk fast, so my arms are moving, and I'm oh, like, are you doing the full like? Oh god, speed no, walk, not like- no, not like the the crazy one, but I mean, you know, like I'm walking fast, so like I'm kind of moving. I'm like, oh my god. How ridiculous! And then uh, as I'm walking up, I realized because I, you know, because I wanted to, it was super cold, so I wanted to put on a bunch of layers today. And as I was, I looked down at my outfit and I realized I was wearing, of course, like leggings and like sweat shorts, the awful. But then um, my entire outfit consisted of I was wearing a Neil Diamond sweatshirt on the outside, followed by and underneath the Neil Diamond sweatshirt, I was wearing a Pink Floyd sweatshirt, and underneath the Pink Floyd sweatshirt, I was wearing a Meatloaf T-shirt. Wow. And as I was, as I was, I'm like, I have never felt so fucking old. Like as I'm speed walking, wearing Meatloaf, Pink Floyd, and Neil Diamond, listening to Jim Croce, 
pumping my arms, walking down the street. Oh my god, I had a moment of clarity. Like, what? Is going on here? You are this close to being one of those uh, hippie ladies that strolls around in your neighborhood. No, you are that close. No, did you have a lot of colors on? Were they were they different colored shirts and stuff like that? No, today was basic, but I do like to wear a bright colored hat so I don't get squished by a car. Well, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, over talk to someone today? No, didn't speak to anyone. Mm-mm. Do you sing to yourself while you're sometimes, but only when people aren't around? How do you know people aren't around? You have your headphones in. That's true. Only when I don't see people. They could be behind me, but I don't know. Because I'm walking really fast, so they're probably not behind me. I probably pass them miles back. Do you do you carry weights while you do it, too? I, I want to, <laughs> but I haven't. I've always... I mean, it's awesome that you're getting exercise. That's good. But the you you are bordering on I know. a little bit of a senility, maybe at a quite a young age. Yeah. You are going to be that crazy person. If it was socially you, acceptable to prancercise, I would probably be prancercising down the street. Do you go down to the to the farmer's market? I pass by a farmer's market, but yeah. no, I do not go to a farmer's market. Which, nothing wrong with farmer's mm-hmm. markets. I'm just saying that would fit what you're kind of going for here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sarah. I know. This is, uh, this is becoming a thing here. It is. I'm happy with it, too. That's, You're I think, happy? the scariest thing. Yeah. It's like with my prancercising to Jim Croce and sitting at home painting dogs, I'm You're actually I'm liking it. You're calling No, I mean, that's what I... That's, honestly, if I could do that without uh, having to deal with the social repercussions of it, then I would totally do it. Is that when you're not doing your patented seven-step shuffle mm-hmm. in your in your own room? Yeah. Sarah's I don't have enough room to prancercise inside my apartment building. I've thought about doing it in my basement. You're going to go down to the basement of the... The joint basement of everybody in that apartment complex. Yeah, but nobody really goes down halls. there. Because that's where all the storage units are, right? Yep. Or, you're going to be the crazy person walking up and down. You know they have cameras down there, too. Mm-hmm. And you would just like pace back and forth. Oh, I didn't know Jim Croce died in a plane crash. Huh. Yeah. No, he sings a bunch of magical songs. Yeah, so that's my that's that's what's going on. That's what's going on with me. All right, but you're happy with it. I am. Okay. I know. <laughs> what's more disturbing to you, the fact that you're acting this way or the fact that it, you're actually pleased with yourself for it? I am pleased with myself for it. Yeah. Well, good for you. You know, whatever makes you happy. But I really did realize, and somebody park. succinctly wrote on my Facebook page because I posted after I'd come to the realization that I was wearing three band shirts when I was going for a run. Someone's, somebody on my page wrote, uh, and the 55-year-old guy who's jogging next to you wants his outfit back. I'm like, touche. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, Jim Croce sang, if I could put time in a bottle. You know that song? Yeah. You know just what I'd want to do. Uh, I'd save every day till eternity passes, and then I would sit Maybe it's, with you. Maybe, maybe it's your version that I'm not. I'm not quite latching on to. Whatever, you're not a entirely. Jerk. Not entirely sure. Okay. Huh. Well, Jim Croce did have a very fine mustache. He sure did. That. He was a mustachio. He was. Mm-hmm. He was indeed. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be one of my disguises. I'll have a mustache. You'll just go in your Jim Croce disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have a little bit of world of crazy. Should we do that before? Before more crazy. Oh my god! Before we have so many people in here. Yes. Let's go ahead and do it. The dog and next by the door way, really wants us. Yeah, if to. you hear if you hear in the background an occasional howling, that is the uh, dog in the studio next to us. Really nice dog, but he gets very excited when they take him for a walk. He howls very loudly. He does. That was not Greg. <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. 
this is a crazy story. Crazy story number one. It's a, it's a, uh, albeit ever so brief, but still very saturated, full of craziness. First story out of Phoenix, Arizona. Now, we all hear about these crazy diet fads that come in and out of the news from time to time. I have never heard of this one, but apparently this is something that's sweeping the nation. Greg, I need to ask you if you've heard of this. Okay. So a dietitian is speaking out about a new way, a weight loss craze that people are doing to help them lose weight. And this fad involves women eating cotton balls soaked in orange juice to curb their appetites. No, I don't believe that would be... Eating cotton that, balls soaked in orange juice. This is real? Uh, this is... I, I hope it isn't. Wouldn't but. that just uh, clog up the works? All right. Well, it says... Well, according uh, to reports, this fad is now encouraging women to eat cotton balls so- uh, soaked in orange juice as a way to suppress their hunger and supposedly lose weight. That's not... I wonder if this is like Jenkum. Yeah, uh, but uh, Rachel Brogan, who is a dietitian, uh, when interviewed about this, said that the diet is likely to do more harm than good. Hmm. I'm surprised. Eating cotton balls is not good for you. Wow. All right. She does say when it sits in your stomach, in your intestines, it may not transition through your body That's properly. What I'm saying you're just going to get a big. Uh, <laughs> and you may actually follow. become blocked and have a lot of gastrointestinal problems because of it. Uh, so, in addition to potential blockages, uh, also the cotton balls have no nutritional value. Wow, this this woman's a dietitian. She's just like blowing my mind with these facts. I had no idea, but I yeah. look on the internet. I just want to let you know that cotton balls, I would have never known this, have no nutritional value. And she also wants to remind everybody that most fad diets are ineffective. Why don't you just eat right and work out? That would be another they way. They could be prancercising along with me. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. hey, I mean, I I would say your prancercising is a much better form of uh, trying to stay fit than eating cotton. <laughs> that's a fetish. That's some. That's a weird tick. I have such a weird... I, I have a phobia of choking anyway, so like, I could not eat a cotton ball. Ugh. Uh, no. That's that's just... You know what? If that's what they're going to do, that's that's Darwin's theory. And that's Darwin's right way of weeding them if, out. If they can't dis- distinguish between food... And clothing, as far as what they're going to ingest. No, I think that's okay. And they all come out. You know who anyway. eats cotton? Infants. That's why you keep cotton balls away from infants. Well, and dogs. And dogs. Dogs. Muppet. Too. Muppet ate a bag of cotton balls once. Well, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> but then they came right back out. So that happened. All right, I'm gonna step. I didn't realize what time it is. So I'm gonna go right to my second, and I'll be at favorite okay. story for World of Crazy today. And it's about a story between two folks that love each other very much. A woman by the name of Linda Ducharme and her Linda husband... Linda Ducharme. Linda Ducharme. Oh, I'm going to use that last name for one of my That's disguises. good. It's a good yeah. last name. It's yeah. a good last name. Frederick Ducharme here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my phone just had a giant frowny face on it and just shut off entirely. Oh, well. That was creepy. All right. Anyway, whatever. Linda Ducharme and her husband, Bruce have had a lot of ups and downs in their 30-year relationship before they finally got married. Now that they're together, the Florida-based couple, of course it's in Florida, can expect the ups and downs to continue. Because Bruce is a Ferris wheel. Wow. Linda Ducharme is married to her husband Bruce, who's a Ferris wheel. Now let me tell you the tale of love, longing, lust... Of Linda Ducharme and Bruce. Now, Ducharme first met Bruce, whose real name is actually Skydiver, at a carnival in 1982, and it was love at first sight for her. 
When Ducharme talks about meeting Bruce for the ter- first time, she says she this. Na- she named it Bruce? Yes. She named the Ferris wheel Bruce, just so I can understand. Yes. She's, okay. Yeah. All right. She uh, she named him Bruce, although his real name is Skydiver. That's a good name for a Ferris wheel, though. Bruce, Bruce I'll the be Ferris honest, wheel. I, do, I, I like the name. <laughs> so Ducharme first met Bruce at Carnival in 1982. Ducharme says, I got this weird feeling I can't explain when I first saw Bruce. My heart was pounding as we went up the platform and I got on the ride. I felt like I was being taken by this ride. Ew, gross. <laughs> Imagine if you were stuck in the same, like, <laughs> same ride, oh, like, God. car as her on that thing. Let's say this wasn't Ducharme's first time that she's fallen in love. Her previous relationships included a fly-by-night affair with an airplane and a romance romance with a train that eventually derailed. I love whoever wrote this. Her relationship with Bruce has also had some problems throughout the years. In 1986, a storm knocked Bruce out of commission, sending him to Wichita, Kansas for repairs. She eventually found his remains in Wichita and is now attempting to return Bruce to his former glory. In the process, she's decided to marry Bruce last year and uh, is renewing uh, renewing her vows this year with Bruce to show how much she loves him, even if he's in pieces. The vow renewal is going to be conducted by a non-denominational priest who resigned from the Catholic Church over his role in the ceremony? What? He left the Catholic Church so he could marry a woman in a fucking Ferris wheel? I'm going to guess there's more to that story. The romantic words he said to bond their love together as they both stood on... I'm sure she stood on outside next to Bruce. The, The priest says, I tie you together. Flesh to steel. Ducharme then repeated the vow that the priest had spoken. I, Linda, take you, Bruce, in this sacred marriage. I pledge to you my heart, my body, and my spirit. Now, it might sound crazy, but Ducharme insists her feelings are sincere. She says, Bruce is my world. I think about him constantly. It just completely feels right when I'm with him. Somebody needs to make, like, a Saturday morning cartoon based on Linda Ducharme and Bruce the Ferris Wheel and their adventures. Well, let's just say for the legal record, the marriage is not legally binding because Florida law stipulates that both parties in a marriage must apply for a license in person. (laughs) Since the the Ferris... Must be human? No, it's not even with you. Be human. They have to be able to apply in person. Since Bruce is too big to get through the door to go to the court to apply for the... referring to Bruce as like an actual entity. (laughs) He is too big to fit through the doors of any government buildings. So he can't... Theoretically, apply apply for the license, which is why it can't be legally binding. That's the only reason. That is the only reason, Florida. Florida. Yeah. That is the that is the reason that Florida has given. Not because it's a Ferris wheel or anything like that. It's because the Ferris wheel can't fit through the door to sign the marriage contract. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, it's it's full full on. Otherwise, it's just fine. Passionate, passionate lovemaking. Ew. All right, so there you go. That's your world of crazy. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. I just want to start naming things Bruce. Uh, yeah. My no, coffee that's... cup's name is Bruce now, by the way. I'm going to go fill Bruce up with some more coffee. <laughs> You're going down the line. I am not. Yeah. I wonder what steps led to her with this in love with a Ferris wheel. Well, she also had the the train and the plane. Right. And then the Ferris wheel. So she's kind of a slut when no, it comes down to it. This is not her first romance, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we should probably uh, take a break to get our yeah. guests in here. So we're going to uh, do that. Who knows? Two, five, seven. You will find out soon enough how many people will be in here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we'll be back in just a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Like, um, 
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, this is Steve Lemmy. This is Kevin Heffernan. We're from the movie Super Troopers and Beer Fest. And Club Dread and Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and you're listening to Greg the Nibbler and Sarah Dillon. We're nibbling it and we're dilling it. On fun, em- fun Employment. You should all listen to Fun Employment. Now. And nibble it. They just loved your name. They did indeed. <laughs> they did indeed. They were obsessed with it. <laughs> it's funny how much more people, more comedians, just as of late, like in the last year. Yeah, it's like something. It. Something's in the nexus. Like all of a sudden, know. your name is hilarious again. Hilarious you, or terrible, according to Adam Ferrara. You sound like a superhero. I know. <laughs> the nibbler <laughs> that eats a lot. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio, everyone. So earlier in the show, we were saying we were going to have a whole bunch of comedians in here. Nay, we have. An amazing comedian. You know here. what? We have he's like a whole bunch of them rolled into one. Not th- not size wise, but I mean like humor wise. Because like the, just from the, the reach and the spectrum of his comedy. And his I'm multiple also very dense. So. Well, and his multiple personality <laughs> disorder that he never. No, it's OCD. Remember, it's not multiple. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. too though. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nathan Brannon. Hey everyone. Hi Nathan. Congratulations on yet another accolade. Yeah. <laughs> one, one one fifth of uh, accolade is that's good enough for me. I'll take. <laughs> well, as we were talking about earlier, uh, Willamette Week, who um, notoriously has not done a lot of comedy coverage, uh, now just came out with their comedy. It was like their the what exactly? Five? They made a poll, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think like uh, yeah, it was like a poll of like top five comedians. I I don't know how the how the criteria was, but like yeah, it's called the happy. the funniest five. And yeah. so it's uh, you, Shane Torres, Christine Levine, uh, Bree Pruitt, and Amy Miller, mm-hmm. all all named on it. That's which, some good company. To that keep is there. some good company. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I'm always glad to, glad to be lumped in with those. <laughs> like, I feel terrible saying that. I almost said that yesterday. Like, oh my, that's I'm not like, a bad hey, thing to say. <laughs> I'm glad I'm lumped in with you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? That what could I'm almost <laughs> be like a yeah, like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I lumped in with that group again. Right. <laughs> you just call us some tumors or some shit? I don't know. It's a very malignant group right here. A lot of things going on. So what is new with you, dear sir, besides winning awards left and right <laughs> and just being overall amazing? And by the way, it's being noted in the chat that uh, your people very much enjoy the dulcet tones of your voice. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Tones? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did I, I just got real no- nasally just there. Tones? <laughs> <laughs> They're on to me. Ah, Maybe we should have you do some liners for people if they have specific things. <laughs> you can put those into the chat. I've been working on that. I've been working on my uh, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> my Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh gosh, that was like who was that comedian we had in that wouldn't stop doing the Morgan Freeman? Uh, well, that was um, uh, Frank Caliendo. Yeah, but that's what he does. <laughs> so, no, that yeah. was actually Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. man, he's like, he's like oh. yeah. I'm looking at this. This is quite a decent write-up, as I'm seeing. I mean, I know that you've been, you know, you've killer been voted the funniest person in Portland before. That's a that's a title you already wear. Oh yeah, and you know it was. <laughs> Uh, no, it was really cool. And, like I think I was third. Uh, Amy was first. Shane was second. Uh, and then Christine Levine and Bree Pruitt, like all hilarious mm-hmm. people and stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was just glad to be in a group with them, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool, and I, I really liked how um, they. Yeah, it's like a, a novel us. about you, yeah. about each person. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And it was like, I guess, like a different reporter for each person. So oh, really? they had time to, to really get to know and stuff. Like uh, the guy, uh, Matt Singer, he's a really cool dude. He interviewed me and like 
listen to my album and everything like, nice. before we talked. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I saw you post this too. We were just talking about your album is, well, A, available for sale. NathanBrandon.com. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that the best way? Okay. NathanBrandon.com. Yes. But also, you are now on Pandora. You can create a and Nathan Spotify. Brandon. Yeah. Just the yeah. idea of creating a Nathan Brandon station. <laughs> Have you done that yet? Yeah, well, uh, my family has, <laughs> and I think some, some other comedians have, which who, is pretty cool. Yeah. Who else uh, shows up on your station? Mm. Um, Brian Posehn oh, uh, awesome. was on it. Uh, it's a lot of like younger guys and stuff, too, but like him, uh, they had, like, I, I noticed, at least, like, uh, there was like a Kevin Hart one mm-hmm. and nice. stuff like that. It was really, really cool. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be on the same channel as these guys. How does something like that even come about? Do they contact you? And they're uh, like, hey, can we put this in our catalog? Or? No, no. Everyone, I think everyone, there's like a submission kind of process. That okay. You go gotcha. So like, uh, as soon as your album's ready, you can you can submit it. Like there's a few a uh, few buddies all across the country. They They just put their albums up. Mm-hmm. Too and it's it's really nice because it's you get a little sample of everything and then I was I was even listening to other comedians and I was like you know what, I might want to get their album mm-hmm. just because you keep hearing the tracks and stuff like that yeah so it's, so it's doing cool. its job that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy and it's nuts because I have a like a you know like Netflix and stuff I have like a Pandora thing on on television so like I can run it from there and so like I seem like the Nathan Brandon radio oh <laughs> please tell me you've taken a picture of that or something yeah I did okay. a while back <laughs> alright yeah. right. well the crazy thing about that too is maybe somebody's created a Kevin Hart station you could be popping up on that like, <laughs> yeah, which uh, is awesome yeah, yeah I didn't think about the reverse like that yeah I mean people are getting to hear Nathan Brandon like who's this guy oh Nathan Brandon I don't He's know yeah, that would be awesome if it happened I would <laughs> till Kevin Hart was like just assume is- it's Kevin Hart Chris Rock and Nathan Brandon yep. on the same channel and then Brian Pustin oh, yeah. and Brian Pustin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be friends some hackers so they can uh, disable everybody else but us three <laughs> you can only listen to <laughs> that'd be oh, great. that's glorious! <laughs> well, and you're performing before we get into your next project that you're working on. You're performing tonight, right? Yeah, you're yeah. putting you're you're part of a show. Yeah, at uh, Jack London. Yeah, at the Jack London. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine Levine's on it too, so it's going to be really, really great. Yeah, and I think Randy every- Mendez and yeah. uh, Xander Xander Devoe. Xander, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty stacked. Yeah, I was really uh really happy. I like had to scramble and stuff like that to try to get promotion out because I was like oh okay I'll just take a night off and I completely <laughs> forgot like I only put it on a, I have like eight different calendars and I only put it on one so like everything else is blank and I was like okay I'm gonna sleep and people were like we'll see you tonight and I was like oh shit <laughs> caught off guard mm-hmm. so you can go and see him tonight at the Jack London bar mm-hmm. downtown for free for free for free that is a good so price 8pm Mm-hmm. And then also, so we were talking earlier before the show, and you're putting out uh, what you're calling a mixtape, correct? Yeah, yeah. So tell us about that. So yeah. like, well, like hip hop artists do it all the time. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, make samples and, and uh, material or songs that uh, isn't really like for an album. It's you know for a sample and stuff like that to get more people to know who they are. So I decided I was going to grab. Uh, some really funny comedians out of Portland and kind of do the same thing only with jokes like so tracks and stuff like that that are kind of um, little snippets of their their material or their 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 set uh, too that's cool then like interspliced and like uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's awesome. So it's going to be uh, me, Andy Main, Adam Posse, Curtis Cook, uh, and David Mascaro. Nice. Are, they're all hilarious. Oh, that's so. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never. I've enjoyed Curtis Cook's comedy, but I've never actually met him. Yeah, he's a uh, he's he a, a he's a different cat. He's he pretty, pretty cool though. I like I really like his, his stuff. He's uh, and I think I remember Curtis. Curtis stands there and kind of looks at the ground and then just yes. kind of like the train of conscious like yeah 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 so and i noticed uh recently he picks the mic stand up like when he because he's so tall i guess he just he picks it up and he brings it to his face and i was like <laughs> that's the craziest thing ever <laughs> so if you were making your own i'm not going to tell you to like Ooh, who are your top five comedians but are there any like new comedians because you've been in portland for a while now yeah you you're kind of like the top dog now you are you're, <laughs> you're top most of the popper most has there been anybody that I you've got worms seen? Uh, <laughs> I don't know have you is has there been anyone you've seen lately that you've just been really blown away by? Uh, well, like uh, the group uh, that I have on this mixtape, uh, they're, they're some of my favorite mm-hmm. young, young comedians in, in Portland and stuff. But I think I think it was pretty right. Like everybody who was on the list, actually on the on the um, newspaper list, I would I would agree with. Mm-hmm. And like uh, those guys, and there's just tons of them. Like I I feel bad the super new ones. Because every time I come back into town, I go to a mic and I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. And even if they have a good set, it's like, oh yeah, he was funny with the glasses and the, <laughs> and the mohawk, dude. Like that's it. That's all I know. So like, <laughs> there's there's a dude out there with some glasses. It's hilarious. I don't know. He just started, but he is super funny. Glasses, dude. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, glasses, dude. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a white dude in Portland with glasses. So if you see a white dude with glasses hilarious. and a microphone, you need to shake his hand. <laughs> Just go tell him Nathan Brandon thinks you're all right. <laughs> now, do you ever fear like being in the comedy community since there are so many people moving here because of uh, you know how awesome it is? Like, do you ever fe- fear that it's going to become oversaturated? Um, no, not really. I think because I think what's so great about Portland comedy is it fosters like doing it yourself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like if it gets really overrun like that people just start taking things on projects on mm-hmm. on their own they stop like relying on the other one so like i don't think it's going to be super saturated just because uh if you're not willing to do that like you're not willing to take on your own projects and create your own shows and stuff like that sooner or later uh you just get kind of not pushed out i, I shouldn't say pushed. Well, you gotta out, work at it yeah, yeah. you're not willing to put in the work you, yeah you you won't want to stick around long mm. if you're if you're just waiting for somebody else to right do do something for you so well, and doing your own thing, you know, helps bring attention to what, you know, your particular style or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that definitely, yeah, if you're not willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And you know? it's like, ever since I've started, like you always see, it's always like a lot of people come and they want to try it. They do it for a year, a year and a half, and a whole bunch of them take a break or or whatever, or they get comfortable, they find girlfriends or boyfriends and uh, and you don't see them ever again. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's like musicians too. That's that's about anything. I've been in many bands where, yes, they oh things are going great. Nah, I'm going to take a break now. Yeah, for a year. It's like, well, yeah. you just lost all that time. No, I promise. I promise, I'm coming back. Yeah, and then the one some of them that do come back, like, uh, yeah, it's hard to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I will. I'll take maybe three, four days off from doing a set and then it's, even that's hard to catch up, you know? Well, and that seems to be the common thread, you know, even like the uh, the national touring guys, you know, like from Helium and stuff like that when they come in because they all talk about it. Like, how often did you stand up? Like, pretty much every night I possibly mm-hmm. can. 
you yeah. know, five nights a week, they'll just go to open mics to work on material. Yeah, because it's hard. And even in your head, like you can sit, you can sit at home and you know, smoke, drink, whatever you think, and you're like, oh, I can take this off. I'm fine. I I got my head wrapped around what I want to do. And it's totally different when you get up on stage and you're you're ready to talk about something you can't oh. verbalize it the way you want to have it verbalized. <laughs> feel or, like my nightmare. Yeah, or you can just feel that you're off, and it's like, ah, oh, I've been rusty and. It's only been two days or something. <laughs> in my head, it's really funny, you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's that, really funny. You should, should be in here. It's on the couch. <laughs> well, and also one of your projects was Hamster Village, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a resurgence of that, right? You yeah, started doing so, this again? Yeah, we, we uh, let it go during the summer because it's like everything was going on. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then my album, too, so I couldn't really focus on it. And uh, this fall, we brought it back, and so we're... Doing, uh, I think right now just a once a month show. Just trying to, I'm trying to get people to know that it's here before I like just bombard people with mm-hmm. shows and stuff like that. Because I I like people to be in the seats for a good show rather than just having and I know than overdoing it and having them like every yeah yeah you know, five yeah. people in the crowd yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Wait, what was the the premise behind the Ampersand Village again? I know that it was something unique. Well, it originally started. Uh, I wanted to give some more exposure to. Uh, younger comedians in Portland so I was like yeah okay it was right after Portland's Funniest so I was like I'll I'll create this show and then have them showcase and then I'll bring them on to uh, also do it was like a panel after they they do their stand up then I bring them back on we take on like headlines and and issues that are going on uh, whether it be in Portland or whatever and uh, hilarity ensues <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it started. Yeah, it started out. I was like, "Yeah, I want to get all the young comedians on so they can be seen and stuff." But everybody's such. Uh, they're such superstars. They're like they're they're doing their own thing. You know, they don't mm, need yeah. extra exposure. Like they don't need their. Everybody needs exposure, but like they don't need somebody to give it to them. They're going to go out and do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, now I'm just, I'm putting on just all the comedians that I like that have yeah. fun well I'm not to say that like if no <laughs> so if he hasn't asked you he doesn't like you <laughs> yeah, no. he hates you these <laughs> interview things are getting harder and harder gotcha well we just <laughs> we give you softballs too we're, pre- we're trying to prepare you for the future young man <laughs> you gotta keep a constant eye on my Facebook friends <laughs> numbers are going down <laughs> so when you do have your next one you're gonna will you put all the information on Nathan Brandon and all your various social media and yeah. such and uh, I also made a, a Facebook kind of page um, as well. Uh, it's just the Hamster Village, and I announce it there. And uh, I want to—I'm going to start recording them as well, so I can put them up. So if you miss them, you can listen to them later. Oh, cool! Not like—I don't know—like a podcast implies a lot of work. So it's like, <laughs> no, I'm just—I'm really just going to record the show and throw them somewhere, and then you figure it's not going to be like. Hey, so I went to the store yesterday. All right, now let's listen to the show. No, it's just. <laughs> well, thank you, Nathan, for saying that a podcast requires a lot of work. It we is. Really, we appreciate you understanding <laughs> that. <laughs> but, I don't know how you do it. Thanks. Well, because we get to have wonderful people like you on the show. Absolutely. That's why. That's why Correction, I, I don't know how you do it without cocaine. Okay. That's... <laughs> no, we're just riddled with it right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think we uh, Sarah cleaned the green room so the much? The walls made absolutely. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just um, punch in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess in here. It's a yeah, mess. Yeah, I know. Mess. You think this is soundproofing? It's just coke bags. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so how we keep the station afloat. <laughs> 
so um, people are asking, what time does the show start tonight? It's 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Yeah. Okay. I think the doors are at 7 or 7.30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so go there, get a couple drinks. Uh, I'm looking up the address for the Jack London Bar at 529 Southwest 4th Avenue. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying out a lot of new stuff. So this is well, and that's kind of your thing. Like you're always trying out new stuff, which is always it's fun to see you at different points because I never really hear you say, um, you know, majority of the same jokes. Yeah, my head's all over the place. I can't keep the same jokes in there long enough to make them good. It's just (laughs) (laughs) I get a couple laughs and then I lose them and I don't know where I put them. (laughs) I gotta make some new stuff. Have you been? Yeah, have you been writing a lot since you put the album out? Are you still doing some of the material from the album? Or not really? Yeah. Unless, like, the only time you'll hear me doing anything from the album is if uh, I'm recording for something mm-hmm. or, or trying to get a, t- a tape for mm-hmm. uh, a submission or something like that. But other than that, like, I didn't want to get hung up on the, on on the older stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, there's tons of things to talk about and tons of comedy and everything. So, and like, people who see you, I'd like for them to get excited about what you're going to do next mm-hmm. you know so uh yeah I, yeah. Right, yeah right after my album yeah we did that show that was the first night or i did the show for you guys and yep. like that oh was yeah the first, was the, uh, yeah our first comedy showcase oh yeah. yeah yeah i started that night i think uh writing new stuff and uh it's getting oh yeah you good. killed it that was amazing it was really cool yeah so if you have the chance to well follow nathan on all of his various what, what's your twitter is it at oh nathan? yeah it's yeah at nathan brandon and yeah follow me on twitter because i follow I you on twitter you great... don't follow me back i do Mm-mm. i don't Mm-mm. i am right now fine oh yeah i don't this... know if nathan follows me either no oh well, I guess we wouldn't be in his top five. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> yes, you would. You just wouldn't know about it. All my Twitter followers would know, uh, which is like eight people. Oh, that's that is a lot different than eight. It's Come on frustrating. Now. Twitter, I don't have a handle. I'm trying on it to. Yet. I you know, me we're too. We're both trying to get better at it too. Which follow Greg Nibbler and Sarah X Dillon and mm-hmm. Fun Imp Radio. All of these things on Twitter. Ooh, I'm gonna do that. Um. But yeah, it's it's a it's a different kind of animal. Mm-hmm. I just have yeah. trouble fitting it into that small of characters. Like I'll come up with something. Like, oh, this is funny, uh, and then yeah. I have to whittle it down and whittle it down <laughs> and whittle it down. And now it's just a bunch of no. It's a dime. It makes no sense. <laughs> See, Nathan did his because I don't even know what to write about myself on my Twitter thing. But Nathan's is good. See, it makes me want to follow him because I'm looking at this. Just a mm-hmm. comedian with OCD, no colon, and extensive hotel soap con- collection. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's pretty good. See, <laughs> that's that somebody that I part, want to follow. I sold it uh, to make my album. I sold the soap. <gasps> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, I feel, I, sometimes I feel stupid. I'm like, I think it's a great joke, and I tweet it, and then I was like. And then silence. Who the hell am I sending this to? I know. Like, <laughs> nobody could be reading this joke. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. No, I know. I try to, yeah, we'll, we'll all figure it out at some point, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Work in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Go see Nathan tonight at the Jack London Bar. <laughs> Buy his album at NathanBrandon.com. Oh, Listen yeah. to him on Pandora on repeat over and over yeah. and over. And Spotify. And Spotify. Because he gets a little something something. If you listen and to you know what? Just send me a Christmas card every now and then. How come <laughs> Nathan Brandon can't get no Christmas cards? Seriously. <laughs> come on, everybody. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with Nathan? I'll Brandon? send you a Christmas card, Nathan. <laughs> 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 we should do Fun Employment Radio Christmas cards. I think we should absolutely okay. do that. Idea just came right okay. there. Stolen from <laughs> Nathan <right>. Brennan. Um, <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> just like every other black man in this country. I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Way to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome. We will be back tomorrow with more FunEmploymentRadio.com. Thanks, Nathan. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>